0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished and senior professional from Melbourne, Australia, Zora Artis. Zora, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Very, very happy to be here with you
0: Thank today. You. Thank you. Zora is the founder of Artis Advisory. She's the co-founder of The Alignment People uh, she's Australia's leading alignment communication and brand strategist. So Zora, before we start talking about uh, alignment communication and brand strategy, tell me a little bit about your own journey and the work that you do at Artists. Uh, thank you.
1: Thank you. I uh, have been in Work uh, in my work life for just over 30 years, 30-plus 30 years. I started off in the tourism industry, uh, working in um, sales, marketing, and eventually in management. Mm-hmm. I worked for the State Tourism um, Authority. Uh, one of the State Tourism Authorities, the one that used to, that promotes New South Wales and Sydney, mm-hmm. and I was a state manager from um Victoria where Melbourne is Mm. and I did that for quite a number of years loved it loved um, sales marketing loved managing people and managing business and worked had an opportunity to step into a completely different role Mm -hmm. which was in a a branding agency so it was a branding agency uh, whose main client was Adidas in 15 countries through Mm -hmm. Asia Pacific. And my role was to expand the portfolio of clients and uh, grow the business. Mm -hmm. So I stepped in and did that. I was with them for a number of years, worked on all sorts of um, different types of clients across industries and sectors and Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. Love doing that. And we were eventually brought um, out by an integrated marketing communication agency that had all the pieces of uh, marketing and comms under one um, umbrella so mm-hmm. crisis communications pr um strategy digital everything um and advertising everything under the one banner mm-hmm. and once i was there i became a group account director and then um learned uh, to be a strategic planner mm-hmm. with the ceo Loved working with him. Learned all about, you know, what we're here to do is about behaviour change, doing something, you know, helping people do something um, more, less for the first time, the last time, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, and then working it out. Uh, Stepped into expanding my uh, postgraduate degrees Um, at the same time. uh, I did a Master of Commerce and a master of marketing mm-hmm. and had had a couple of children along the way mm-hmm. and uh ended up then working across into a, another full service advertising agency before i stepped into the role of ceo of an agency myself mm-hmm. where we had an in-house digital team quite an accomplished one um, did branding uh, strategic communications as well And then uh, after about three or so years, I took the leap, started my own business, which I've loved doing. And all through that period of time, through the last 10 or so years, I've also been heavily involved uh, with leadership roles on boards Mm -hmm. for um, the International Association of Business Communicators. So I've served on their global executive board. Mm -hmm. I've been chair of the Asia-Pacific region. And I've done lots of other roles within the um, from audit and risk through to uh, leading the World conference that was in New mm-hmm. York last year. So lots of different roles as
0: volunteering. Know, very, very diverse. I can see that. And uh, you know so let's talk a little bit about uh, alignment, communication and brand strategy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My first question to you is, can you help me understand the importance of alignment in an organization? And why it's critical for effective communication and branding.
1: Well, alignment is the key to unlocking the value in organizations mm-hmm. uh, through, uh, you know, through the leaders particularly uh, and uh, people as well as the brands as well, and and looking at the culture, in, all in the same vein. So you've got different types of alignment. Mm-hmm. You've got strategic alignment, which is. Is across the whole enterprise. So, you know, you've got to, you've got at the the top of the pyramid, if I was going to call it that, it would be, you know, purpose, what's the organisation really about? And then you have the strategy that's looking at how are you going to win to um, get to that um, purpose? And what what are all the other pieces that fit behind it? You know, the the structure, the sort of processes and systems and all that sort of stuff. And it's putting all that together from an enterprise-wide level, mm. that's at that strategic alignment piece. And then the team level alignment, which is critical, particularly starting at the executive, we need to make sure that people are not only aligned to purpose, strategy, um, vision and values and goals, but also to with with each other. Mm. Uh, And that is critical because if you don't have the executive team aligned and then the tier below it, you're not going to get alignment across the organisation. And alignment leads to um, better performance in organisations, leads to healthier cultures, Mm. it's um, stronger brands, it's um, a better bottom line uh, completely. I think there was a study a while back by McKinsey's that um, looked at, think organisations that were more highly aligned had 20% higher net, um, net profits mm-hmm. um, compared to those that aren't. And it's one of those things where alignment is not an end state. It's something that you constantly need to be working mm-hmm. on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the key to that is communication. Mm-hmm. The communication is like a golden thread. It's the enabler for alignment in organisations. So you need to do it really well, Uh, communication that is, to be effective at alignment because alignment's not about everyone agreeing. Mm. Um, It's about creating shared understanding and shared meaning and it's about respecting the diverse perspectives that are in in an organisation or in Mm. in a team and Mm. bringing that together and coming to... um, that shared understanding of, you know, the pathway forward, so to speak, and helping people understand what their roles are, and how they connect Mm. to that. Um, So many advantages to being aligned versus not being aligned.
2: Yeah.
0: Well said. So you also mentioned culture. So let me jump to Mm -hmm. culture. And I wanted to ask you, what role does company culture play in fostering effective communication? Because I've spoken to many, many corporate leaders. I've been in many companies where there is this concept of we will communicate on a need to know basis mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. my question is what role does company culture play in fostering effective communication
1: it's uh a ve- it's very important because culture happens whether we uh like it or not mm-hmm. uh culture is you know it's how we behave um in an organisation, things that we uh, are prepared to accept and tolerate. Mm. Uh, I I work with organisations in defining, helping them design the cultures that they want, mm. and you know, looking at what are those values that are really true to who they are, that are authentic to who they are, and what are the the behaviours that they will. Um, that they will reward and what the behaviours that they won't tolerate, mm-hmm. um, that support that, and you know if an organisation uh, has a culture where the values are defined as you know they're defined as um, um, you know however whatever the statements are and they're up on a wall and people don't genuinely um, behave or follow. Um, those values in an authentic way and in a genuine way, they're going to be found out. You will get things like a say-do gap. Um, so if you're communicating about being an organisation that is, um, you know, transparent and authentic, um, that's inclusive, yet your behaviours act- and the decisions you make don't actually reflect that, there will be issues around um, your reputation because, People can look into your organisation really easily. There's this thing. Um, there's a trend that came out a number of years ago, and it's quite a, it's quite obvious when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the glass box brands. Um, so years ago, we used to be able to try and keep everything with an organisation. You know, so it was like it was like a black box. We'd only um, um, reveal the organisation when we wanted to. It's almost like thinking you can control brand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas these days, because we've got such incredible, um, there's this notion of radical transparency and connectivity because of digital and social and the fact that employees do have a voice and they talk mm-hmm. about um, their experiences in their uh, ways of working, in the culture and all that sort of stuff, That's that comes out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we're not true to who we genuinely are and we communicate openly mm-hmm with our people. And we do what we say we're going to do with our people, as well as with our customers, and all the other stakeholders that we have, Mm. we'll get found out, it'll Mm. damage the brand, it'll damage our reputation, it'll damage the bottom line.
0: Mm. Well said. And based on all the work that you do with so many different organizations, what would you say are some of the common mistakes or challenges organizations face When it comes to communication?
1: They assume that just because they've pushed information out that it's understood
2: Hmm.
1: or it's even been seen. Uh, There there was actually a study earlier this year by an organization out of the U.S. called Axios Mm -hmm. and they looked at uh, communications more particularly around um, internal communication Mm-hmm. And they found that there was a huge misalignment between what leaders thought was being communicated or what they, th- uh, the effect of that communication, compared to what employees thought. Mm-hmm. It was a massive gap. And basically, leaders were thinking just because they've gone and done a town hall or they've pushed out an email or um, they've had a conversation that the employees have heard it, care mm-hmm. about it. And have understood it, mm. uh, and that's not simply just not the case. And in a lot mm. of cases, leaders are not, and managers are not necessarily good at communication. Mm. So they need to be supported and helped and trained to be better communicators. Mm. And that's where communication professionals come into play. Correct. Right. There and people like myself, we go out there and we help. Um, leaders to be better communicators, to understand how to have the better conversations, to understand how to use story, how to use data, um, how to use insight and how to share that and how to connect the dots for people um, to make sure that they have understood and to make sure that they're doing their job and doing the alignment piece because um Alignment's not an end state. It's something you constantly have to work on. Mm -hmm. And as I said, you need communication and you need effective communication to do it well. The Axios report actually found that in the US alone, ineffective communication costs upwards of $2 trillion a -hmm. year. Wow. Which is massive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why wouldn't you invest in it and why wouldn't you do better at it? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just don't. They're too busy.
0: They've got other priorities. They think it's a task. Correct. Well said. So let's talk a little bit now about branding, uh, Zora. Um, Mm -hmm. When you talk of your clients' brands, and you gave me a very interesting example of Adidas that you worked on a few Mm -hmm. years ago. My question is, how do you keep your clients' brands relevant in today's fast-paced digital world?
1: (laughs) Well, it is about... I think it's very important for the brands to understand what they genuine, what they stand for, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, their positioning is, uh, what where they want to take the brand, mm-hmm. uh, and to then under also understand uh, how they're perceived mm-hmm. uh, by their customers, stakeholders, whoever their relevant audiences are. Mm-hmm. So they need to. See what their current state is and where they want to take it in the future. So, mm-hmm. whatever, whether it's whether it's um, you know it, whatever touch point they're they're working right. on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they need to be across where where they currently are and where they want to be, and then understand what's what are the steps that they need to take to mm-hmm. get themselves there. Do they need to adapt? Do they need to change something? Mm-hmm. Um, are they measuring the right sort of things? Uh, I strongly believe that anything that's done strategically um, and tactically needs to be measured and evaluated in order for you to work out if it's being effect if it's effective Mm. Mm. um so i think that's really critical and that's a piece that's often missed it's not done really well Mm. i was um running a Webinar, not a webinar, a training session yesterday with mm-hmm. um, communication professionals, mm-hmm. trying to help them understand how to be uh, more influential and in their organisations, and how to really drive value. Mm-hmm. And that always comes back down back to um, how well you understand the business. How are you understanding what the problems are? Um, how do you connect back to that and how do you measure what you do and how do you present that back? And it's the same with brand. Mm. I've just finished a huge brand strategic brand project with a client. They had never had a brand strategy before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a big exercise for them and there was um, confusion about what brand even is, what it's about. Um, is it just about changing a logo? No, it's not. Mm. Um what do we stand for? And going through that process was was fascinating because I really engaged heavily mm-hmm. uh, with internal stakeholders and decision makers, employees, as well as external stakeholders and brought all that together mm-hmm. to help them really understand where they're at and then where could they potentially take it. Hmm. And we had to look at all that macro environment. You know, what are the things that are changing around us? So what's going to be the sensible positioning that we can have? What are those associations that we want people to really connect with our brand Hmm. that we can deliver on? How are we going to talk about it? What are the brand pillars that we're going to have over the next so many years that we can um, turn on when we can back? Back ourselves in those particular areas. Correct. Um, so, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you. Great response. My next question is that given today's social media platforms, and I've spoken to so many branding experts like yourself, what role does social media play in communication and branding efforts? And how can businesses effectively leverage these platforms?
1: Oh, very critical. Critical. I mean, everyone. I can say everyone's on social media. Even my mother is on social media, mm-hmm. and she's in her eighties, mm-hmm. which is quite funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of people are using social media, mm-hmm. and you know they social media. Even though people don't necessarily trust social media, and there is a lot of misinformation, and disinformation on social media, mm-hmm. um, the brand's opportunity it's all around positioning and getting their their messages out there, mm-hmm. and the sort of the the way they do it, the tone of voice they have, um, the content that they're putting out there, um, are they using their leaders to reflect the brand as well? Mm-hmm. So, you know, CEOs, various executives, people in the organisation are all brand ambassadors
2: mm-hmm.
1: for, for an organisation. So, you know, getting them actively involved, giving them the mission, um to be able to share content that's Mm. relevant to uh, the organisation, what you believe in, what you stand for. That's why the strategic part of brand is important and that people need to understand that. Mm. Aligning people to that. Understanding what the promise is from the brand's perspective or the organisational perspective. Mm. Getting them across social to be able to use that is really important. Um, At the global conference that we're running for IABC, in a few weeks it's in... Um, in June at some Mm -hmm. stage. Uh, We have uh, an expert in social, uh, global social media manager for a uh, language platform, Mm -hmm. digital language platform called Duolingo. Mm -hmm. She has used TikTok exclusively Mm -hmm. uh, to grow their following with uh, the younger generation, Mm -hmm. so Gen Z, uh, to take up Duolingo. So mm-hmm. she's grown it from under a million um, followers to over fifty million in a couple of years. She's oh. two years out of university,
2: mm-hmm. amazing. And
1: she she's worked it out. She's worked out how to grow brand by making it relevant to the audience that you're targeting on the platform where they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So understand your audience. Understand where they play or what they use in particular from social. And make sure that you're crafting your messages to address their issues or their problems.
0: Fascinating. So it's time for two more questions. My next question is uh, uh, about the importance of storytelling mm. in communication and brand strategy. Mm. Help me understand what are your perspectives of the importance of storytelling and if possible, give me uh, an interesting uh, example.
1: Oh, I genuinely believe that storytelling is one of the um, most important ways to be able to connect with people,
2: mm-hmm. to
1: help them understand um, the the message that you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Uh, I train leaders in how to tell stories more powerfully and how to connect it to Um, a key business message, Mm -hmm. particularly whether it's uh, to an internal audience or an external audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I um, I did this work uh, not long ago with uh, an organisation that's a global uh, wine producer, Mm -hmm. really well known around the world, and trained their global leadership team on um, alignment and communication. And as part of that process, it's to make them better communicators. Mm. It's to be better storytellers, but storytellers with a purpose. So make sure you're telling a story, be really succinct um, in how you approach it. So, Mm. you know, you've got the... You need to, you know, set the scene. You've got your various characters, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and you'll have some sort of experience, some sort of potentially adversity, or something positive happen, mm-hmm. and then it's it's about tying that back to the key point that you want to make back to mm-hmm. back to the business point. So it's not just about telling any story; mm-hmm. it's about being very um, intentional and purposeful with your story, mm-hmm. and doing it in such a way where you're not giving too much detail. Mm. um because you don't want to bore people you'll mm. see they you'll see them switch off correct um correct. and one of the people that I trained um she was sharing a, she said she used it in a an all hands meeting mm. and she opened she opened up with a, a personal story about her father and her father had had been ill i think he had a stroke and she was talking about dealing with that mm. Um, And the support. And she tied that back to a specific business, uh, to a cultural Mm -hmm. um, attribute that they wanted to portray. Uh, And she did it really well. And one of the executives that was listening to her was in my training uh, Mm -hmm. the following week. And he's like, oh, such and such did that last week mm. and that was amazing she said he said you could see people's faces change mm. when she was telling the story because they they just understood it and Correct. they just got it and she just mm. connected and i'm not sure where the statistic comes from but they mm. say that sharing a story is 22 times more effective than just sharing a fact Correct. people will well remember said. it more
0: well said absolutely i agree with you completely and my last question to you now, Zora, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation, based on your amazing understanding of communication strategy and alignment, what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away from your journey and from our conversation?
1: I would say that so with alignment, it's, it's emergent. It's mm-hmm. not a end state. Mm-hmm. You have to keep working at it. Mm. Uh, and it takes constant effort. But that effort far outweighs mm. leaving the status quo of misalignment. Correct. Uh, communication done well uh, is the enabler of alignment, mm. connection, and also experiences. Um, mm. And, you know, employee experience, customer experience, brand experience, Correct. all of the experiences. Yeah. And, When thinking about brand, uh, do take the time to uh, develop the strategy, to Mm. review your strategy before you jump on board to do the visual rebrand or the branding exercise. Mm. So consider how to connect all the various dots, you know, the Mm. business purpose, the vision, Mm. the value, the culture, and that holistic view of experience. How Mm. does it all fit together? Mm. And you'll be in a much better position.
0: Fabulous. And on that note, Zora, and your three amazing lessons of on alignment, keep working at it. Then it takes a lot of effort. Second, you said on communication, it is the alignment of uh, enabler of alignment and and experience. And the third one you said on branding, uh, develop and review strategy constantly. Thank you Mm. so much for speaking to me about your journey. Thank you for speaking to me about alignment, communication, and branding. I learned several new things from you on. on on, on different aspects of communication and different aspects of branding. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck.
1: Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for
0: listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.